0: Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey through honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything. Prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive and healthy approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy target. A major part of this approach is speaking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate and supportive environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post from last summer, kind of always fun to revisit, Past experiences. Um, We were all just starting to go out for the first time after COVID. So, this post um, is actually called Wide in the Circle, and I will start it here. I had the distinct pleasure of dining out not once, but twice over the weekend. It feels so decadent to return to restaurant tables where we can sit face to face with someone we love while someone brings us food. And drinks and clears our plates as we finish eating and continues to check back to see if we would like anything else. And in parentheses, this may be the best part <laughs> the dishes are washed by someone else. As a friend and I sat luxuriously through a meal that lasted several hours, we caught up on everything we wanted to from the past 12 months since we were unable to see each other because of COVID. Maybe it shouldn't seem like a vacation to sit and connect on a beautiful and breezy summer evening, but it sure felt that way. We were not rushing through anecdotes or trying to get to any point or trying to eat. We were just being together. The waiter was not as enthusiastic about our relaxed state of reconnection, nor was the wait staff. In fact, it seemed the longer we were there... The more frequently someone from the restaurant staff was at our table, clearing dishes before they were empty, and removing margarita glasses that were still half full, offering dessert, the check, and nearly an escort out. It reminded me of my own jobs, waiting tables as a young person. Yes, it's taking me back. Uh, but at a certain part of my shift when I was bussing tables or waiting tables, my manager would say I was I was the next one in line to clock out. As soon as my tables were finished, I could leave. Freedom from my $2.90-hour shift was in sight. Then the dreaded table of people actually enjoying themselves seemed to drag out forever. I would attempt to clear their dishes, bring them the check, anything to expedite their meal so I could cash out and make the most of what was left in my evening. And mostly, that never worked. So back to my dinner, since I'd waited tables, and so had my friend, we were both empathetic toward the expediting efforts of the restaurant staff. We understood their motivation, and it didn't bother us one bit. We were in the moment, enjoying the breeze and the connection. (laughs) Three plus hours later, we asked for the check, a small one, though it was, since we did more talking than eating or drinking. But we'd gotten great if not too much service, and knew that our chance to provide remunerative appreciation was upon us. Though my dinner date usually insists on paying when we dine out, I was able to claim payment for this one. When I did, I added 50% of the check as a tip. Not because I felt I owed it, but because I appreciated the abundance of the evening and wanted to share that with others. I was certain the waiter anticipated a tip based on the check total, as evidenced by his multiple attempts to upsell drinks, dessert, anything he could. And I think I was right, because when he glanced down at the signed receipt, his expression did a 180-degree change. His entire face lit up as he said, Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Unquote. And slowly backed up from the table. Not only had we had a fantastic evening, but we were able to bring some light to the waiter's evening also. In those moments, when we feel truly blessed, genuinely present and grateful, I like to look around and see how I can widen the circle of abundance to others. Sometimes it's as easy as a tip. Other times, letting someone with fewer items than I have or relentless kids at a store, go in front of my place in line. Holding the door for someone, offering to take photos, this is a great one, of a group who are taking selfies, or saying hello even just to a stranger, are just a few of the endless ways I can find to widen the circle of abundance and well-being. So if you're inspired, try this out. Even if you've never waited tables, you should be able to find places where you can widen the circle of your own abundance. When you find yourself overwhelmed with joy or abundance, look around, take a step back, and see how, where, or with whom you can pass that good fortune on to. In my experience, this act of generosity not only widens the circle of abundance for others, but deepens my own sense of well-being exponentially. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path on this Monday. We're talking about abundance and um, generosity. And there's a really good reason why (laughs) I stated my kind of experience with doing this kind of thing really deepens my own sense of well-being. And that is because of the studies and the effects on the brain of generosity. So I talk about this a lot do your own research or hit me up on the comments if you want some direction but basically um generosity is one of the easiest ways to flip a switch in our brain to take us from something negative to putting a little bit of dopamine which is one of the neuro feel good neurotransmitters um little dopamine hit or and or dose of serotonin um and if you're really lucky oxytocin <laughs> But it's the, it's this feel these feel-good chemicals. And so I share that because it's not just that I'm, you know, generous at heart, which I suppose I am, and I'm proud to claim, you know, my identity in that way. But at the same time, I really get a payoff every time I tip generously or um, donate. You know, I literally sometimes carry a box of uh, protein bars from Costco around in my car, And when I pull up to the lights, we have a lot of people asking for donations on the corners uh, where I live these days, which is a little bit new in rural um, Maryland. But, you know, I keep that box there just because if you're really hungry here, take this box of power bars. It's great. And if they look at me crazy, I guess they weren't really that hungry. But I swear no one's ever said no to that. And um, it's just – I just tried to make it a game. Like I'm looking for ways to share something. It doesn't have to be food or money. It could just be being a good listener. It could be, you know, not judging someone and being generous with our assumptions and things like that. So there's there's endless ways to be generous. Um, But I wanted to share this one because I think all of us can probably – identify a memory in the last year because now we're two years out from the beginning of the virus um, hitting. And I think we could probably all appreciate what it was like to go out for that first time or that second time or that third time. And like I did over the summer, I twice in one weekend, I went and ate out and I just thought it was the most fantastic thing. And I'm always going to go back to perspective on these things because perspective is such an important part of our grief grief uh, path and journey. Um, So the perspective that I'm talking about is the fresh one that I had because I hadn't been able to go out in a year. So I appreciated everything. I noticed things. I felt relaxed. I felt luxurious. I was appreciative of every single moment. And that's the power of our perspective. So if we take that a little bit further, and I'm going out on a limb here. So As always, I invite you to share your comments on the website, lisamcfarland.com. There's always a place to enter comments under posts, as well as you can always email me directly at info, I-N-F-O, at lisamcfarland.com. But going a little further with this perspective idea, again, taking some liberties here, but my experience is if my narrative and my perspective is that I'm a victim, and that this should not have happened, and that my daughter should not have died, or that my son should not have died, or that I shouldn't have had a miscarriage. Um, if the narrative provides a perspective for me that makes me a victim, then my brain and and my you know essence, I'm going to play that role well, and that perspective is going to drive. How, not only how I see myself in the world, but how I interact with the world. And then conversely, if we think about a perspective that says, this is so hard and I wish it never happened, but it did, and I know that I can get through it, or I know that I can help this person that's hurting by staying present. Really, so just changing that perspective, it's just key. And we can talk more about how to go about doing that. Um, But if you want the visceral experience and the actual muscle memory of what I am trying to talk about today, widening a circle is actually, I think every one of us, like I said, has some type of memory of being out for the first time, or maybe it's seeing our grandkids. I don't have grandkids, but grandkids for the first time or family members, or maybe we could go to a concert. I haven't done that one yet, but I really, really want to huge fan of live music. Um so yeah, I just invite you to think about your perspective, check and challenge the narrative that's going on in your mind if you're hurting. And again, with all due respect, sympathy, empathy, compassion, all of it. But this is what we're here to talk about is how do we Live in such a way where we're not being dictated to show up as a victim. And since that's what culture tells us, and I've been doing this grief thing for a while, it is a bad thing to grieve. It's a, you know, you poor thing. uh, You know, how do such bad things happen to good people? All really reasonable comments. But until I really saw my losses as just part of being human and, and something that I needed to weave into my identity and figure out how to own it rather than run and hide from it. Um, I've had no peace. So this has been one way is just generosity. Try it, get your perspective, right? Uh, make sure it's resonating with you. If it is good, you know, if what you're doing is working, that's awesome. And even, you know, share that with us. We'd love to know what you're up to. Um, that's working well for you, but if not, you know, if you have a narrative that makes you a victim, just know that you're going to show up that way because it starts in our identity image and then we play it out in our, as some of our teachers like Simon Sinek and James Clear in his great book, Atomic Habit, you know, they tell us that our habits are basically voting for the people that we want to be. So every time we take an action, we're literally like voting, (laughs) So if we're voting to make ourselves victims, we are probably going to have a longer, harder time processing and healing with anything that we've lost, because if we're coming at it from a place of this should have never happened, good luck getting started on Healing Path. So, but this is what we're here to talk about, folks. Share your comments. And, um, of course go to Lisa for, for this post wide in the circle, you can find it just using the search key, this in any post or type in things like, you know, generosity, um, anything you might want to read about, but you know, we absolutely, the, the more that we get interaction from our community, um, the more valuable it becomes, uh, for me as much as anyone else. And, That brings up another just quick reminder about Scars to Metals. That's our um, online community that we're building. It's Scars, S-C-A-R-S, and then the number two, and then the word metals, dot com. So come join that. We're building that um, little by little, and the more the merrier. We'd love to hear from you. And if you are suffering from a loss, I sincerely just say you're not alone. I know it's hard. Um, There's just no getting around that, but... I wouldn't go as far as to say these things should have never happened because if we do, we're just, you know, thwarting any hope we have to have a full life, um, particularly if the loss is profound. So until next time, as always, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, I thank you so much for listening.